I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to do another quick Supercoach preview heading into season 2022. I've been having a look at some of the big dogs in Supercoach, especially when it comes from a draft perspective, which you all know I am huge on. Now, James Tedesco from the Sydney Roosters. Uh, pretty underwhelming season from Teddy. I think we could all agree on that. Uh, still finished with an average of 87, which is incredible. Uh, to think that Turbo beat that by an average of 50 points per game is even more, is just batshit crazy. I think you got to sort of take Turbo out of the equation though. I think he's the exception, not the example. Uh, I don't know if it's fair to compare anyone to what Turbo did. So if we take Tom Travojevic out of that scenario, I mean, all of a sudden an 87 average from James Tedesco is pretty impressive. I mean, the next best was, you know, Nathan Cleary. Uh, he finished with a 108-point average, so still, you know, 20-odd points off James Tedesco. But, I mean, you look at the team Teddy was playing in, the guys he had around him, the way that he had to change his game, uh, I, you know, the forward pack that he was playing with compared to Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary's a goal kicker. His team scores a shitload of points. They didn't in the finals, but during Supercoach season, they were absolutely flying. Uh, on average, you know, he was scoring 31 points a game uh, in Supercoach, you know, scoring stats. So pretty insane sort of numbers there. Obviously, uh, between goal kicking, uh, line, you know, scoring tries and whatnot, to average that many scoring points is batshit crazy. So all credit to Nathan Cleary, but I think it should be noted how impressive it was to see what James Tedesco did this year. An 87 average, uh, very impressive. Last year, a 95 average. Uh, sorry, the year before that, 95, 2020, which we all thought at the time he'd broken super coach. You know, once again, Turbo goes and beats that by more than 50 points on average. Cleary, he beats it by, what is it, 13 points or something on average, and he had an injury-plagued season. So 
a lot, a lot to think about that. Um, you know, it's hard to sort of get a read on where exactly Teddy is sitting. I've heard people say to me in the offseason, no, I won't go near Teddy next year because all the guns are returning. He'll score less points. I've got to tell you, I'm not sure if that's true. Uh, now, you think about how that team is going to line up next year. He will be the fullback. Uh, Sam Walker, you would assume him, or Drew Hutchinson will be the 5'8". Luke Keary, he will return at 7. They might play Sam Walker at 7. Regardless, Luke Keary, he will be the main guy. Now, I've had people mention me saying, oh, Luke Keary's going to steal points off him. I've got to tell you, I'm not sure if that's realistic scenario. You think about the way that Luke Keary plays. He's a catch-and-release player. He is a guy that all he does is create space for other guys. This is why Latrell was so damaging at left center. He was playing outside Luke Keary, who he's he's not a selfish footballer at all. He is all about the team. He's all about putting the guys around him in better positions. I think the return of Luke Keary is going to help James Tedesco unbelievably. Could Teddy lose a couple of points as far as kicking? We know that he forced a lot of repeat sets and whatnot last year because, you know, Sam Walker wasn't doing a stack of kicking. Drew Hutchinson was doing a lot, but Teddy, he would obviously step up on a lot of occasions. Yes, you could potentially argue that, but I think Teddy's added so many strings to his bow this year that it's only going to improve him over the next few years. I'm expecting Teddy to average about 90 points next year, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that once you get a couple of forwards back into that team as well, they're going to improve through the center third. You throw Connor Watson in there as well, a running nine. Uh, Every time he makes a half break or he gets an opportunity, you know who's going to be right next to him. It's going to be James Tedesco. I think he's going to have more opportunities that are going to come his way, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, There is about a 10-game stretch where James Tedesco does not score a try this season. Um, Some of the scores he got without scoring tries were unbelievable. Um, He tonned up twice. He went 131 against the Cowboys without a try. He went 105 against the Canberra Raiders without a try. He went 146 against the Newcastle Knights without a try. He went 182 against the St. George Illawarra Dragons without a try. I mean, this is just what this guy is capable of doing. I'm tipping he scores a heap more tries uh, next season. I mean, you have a look from round seven to round 25. Teddy scored one try. I mean, tell me that that's going to happen again. I I give it next to no hope in hell that in his 14 games, he's going to score one try. I would say at worst, he scores seven or eight tries next year. So I think this average goes well and truly up. I think 90 is going to be a really good number for it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's up higher than that at all. The other thing we know about Teddy is that when we're talking about other fullbacks being the best, that's when Teddy plays his best football. We've seen it a number of times in the past. We saw it at the start of this year. Ryan Pappenhausen lit it up in the first few weeks, first game or whatever. Teddy went, okay. My turn now, and absolutely blue, Manly, Tigers, South Sydney. He was unreal in the first few games because we were all talking about other guys. Now we're all talking about Tom Trevojevic. So I have no doubt Teddy is hearing that. He's getting a full squad back. He's getting a full forward pack back. He's getting a running nine, and he's getting his half back back. So there's a lot to go into this. He's also got strike weapons on either side of the park. He will get a heap of tries, whether it's through hitting Joey Manu, hitting Daniel Tupu, Joseph Suwali comes into this team now. He's got so many options, it's not even funny. He's also got two edge back rowers who can get through and can offload on a regular basis. This is fantastic for an active fullback like James Tedesco, who is just alive and sniffing on every single play. So I think Teddy, you know, I'd probably have to pick him third overall when it comes to Supercoast Drive. You have to go Turbo 1 based on last year. I think you have to go Nathan Cleary because he's got the goal kicking. But then I think it has to be 
James Tedesco at, at number three, to be perfectly honest with you. And I know last year he was one. He was an obvious one. Being third overall, when you consider the seasons that these two guys just had, Turbo and Cleary, uh, still a pretty good compliment to James Tedesco. So I still think he's going to be right up there with the best of them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he does come out as the top player in 2022. I mean, yes, Nathan Cleary's got the goal kicking. He's going to be really hard to run down. Turbo, yes, he got through this season injury-free, essentially. Uh, if he does get injured, which we know he's capable, of doing, all of a sudden, Teddy, he could be the golden egg here. So if you are able to get James Tedesco in a draft competition, that'll say to me that you didn't have pick one or two, which is devastating. But as far as the rest of the guys go, and as far as the rest of the guys, who's got the ability to go for a 100-plus average season, I think it has to be James Tedesco, to be perfectly honest with you. He only felt like he was, what, 13 points short of it this year playing with a reserve-grade team. Yeah, so... So much upside for Teddy, it's not even funny. I think he'd be a great get. Turns 29 next year, so far from slowing down, it's not even funny. We could see the peak football from James Tedesco over the next year or two, which is crazy when you consider what we've already seen. So Teddy is a guy I'm really excited about next year. I think he will do incredibly well. Let's have a look at his scores, though. These are the raw numbers. 2021, an average of 87, down from 2020 when he averaged 95. So he dropped eight points on average there. Uh, 2019, he had an 84 average, which was unbelievable at the time. It was a different game then. 2018, his first year at the Sydney Roosters, they started really slow, uh, a 74 average there. So he's improved just about every season, regressed a little bit this year, but I think it's a reflection of the team he was playing in, the way they were playing, the way the halves were playing and whatnot, not scoring a try or scoring one try in the last 14 weeks. That will do it to you. Crazy to think, in the last five weeks, Teddy scored one try. Um, His average was 100. So this is what he's capable of doing. If you take tries out of Tom Travojevic's average, I reckon it would drop by 20 or 30. He was scoring one to three tries each and every week. Same as Nathan Cleary would have scored a heap of tries this year when he did play, kicked a heap of goals. So Teddy, considering he didn't score many tries in the back end and he's not a goal kicker, pretty impressive to finish on 87 in the team he was in. His lowest score in the last five weeks was 18. So that also goes into the 100-point average. His other scores were 92, 99, 182, and 108. So he went under 90 once in the last five weeks when he was exhausted from a huge season, and he only scored one try. Says a lot about James Tedesco heading into next year for me. Now, over the entire season, six times... He won 100-plus. He did it against the Manly Seagulls in round one. He did it against the West Tigers in round two. Did it against the Cowboys in round 10. Did it against the Raiders in round 12. And then he did it against the Dragons in round 23. And, of course, the Canberra Raiders in round 25. So I did it against Newcastle as well in round 19. Now, I know what you're thinking. Not many of those teams are top eight teams. Manly wasn't when he played them. I get that. But James Tedesco is going to have to play a heap of modern teams in the regular season. That's the reality of it. He's going to score really well against those guys. Six plus, six times he went 100 plus. 65% he scored over 60 points. So pretty impressive there compared to the rest of the comp. Once again, comparing against Turbo, a little bit different. But to score over 60, 65% of the time, a really, really good knock there. Considering he also has this high-end potential, 
to go 140-plus. He did it three times this year. Four times he went 130-plus. Four times he went under 50 points. Only four occasions went under 50, which is pretty crazy considering that 35% of the time he goes under 60, but he only went under 50 four times. So a pretty good knock there. Uh, One of those games he was injured as well. He only played 34 minutes against the St. George Illawarra Dragons in round seven. So something else to think about there that plays a role in that. Um, now, of those four games, he went under 50. One was against the Dragons, as we said, he was injured. The other two uh, were against the Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers. So against the Melbourne Storm, he scored 40 and 45 in two 80-minute performances against Melbourne, who are arguably the best defensive team in the competition. If not, they are the second best defensive team in the competition after the Penrith Panthers. And against South Sydney in round 24, he only scored 18 points there. Really got shut out of that one. South Sydney starting to get on a real roll there. Now, against... The Melbourne Storm and the Penrith Panthers. Um, this was two, two, the two best defensive teams in the competition. Every time he played them, as I said, Melbourne, he scored 40 and 45. Whenever he played the Penrith Panthers, which was twice, he scored 54, but then he backed it up with a 92 the game after. If you take out those top few teams, so Melbourne, Penrith, uh, and South Sydney, he actually finishes with a 91 point average. So, a pretty impressive knock there, seeing the vast majority of the teams he's going to play next year aren't going to be at the level of the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm. Definitely does help his cause. Still not at the level of Tommy Turbo, still not at the level of Nathan Cleary, but probably the next best, realistically. As we said also, a guy that didn't score that many tries this year, especially in the last 14 weeks, scoring one try, I think it was, in the last 14 weeks. So, a heap to look into there with James Tedesco. A heap of upside heading into next season. Uh, The only times he essentially went under 55 were against the Melbourne Storm, the Penrith Panthers, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So he's going to play a heap of really shit teams because there are a heap of really shit teams in the competition. He played a heap of shit teams this year in a Roosters team that was so far from full strength, it was not even funny. Completely rattled by injuries, retirements, suspensions, you name it. The other key to this as well, and I don't have these exact numbers with me, but once Victor Radley gets back and plays a full season, uh, that could really be anything for him. He needs Radley on the field. They link up incredibly well together. We spoke about this all year and people sort of put a bit of shit on us for saying it, but there is no doubt whatsoever that he is a better footballer when Victor Radley is on the field. The way that they link up together is unreal. Uh, we said that he scored low against all these you know, top teams, Penrith Panthers and whatnot. The game that James, that uh, Victor Radley played against Penrith Panthers with Teddy, uh, they come up with 95 points. He, he scored 95, Radley Teddy came up with 92 or something. So there definitely is a correlation. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
between these two. People might tell you there isn't. There definitely is. Anyone that understands rugby league understands that, and there's no real question about it. But James Tedesco, I think he is going to be a real value guy. Uh, you won't get it. You won't pick him in the first two picks, obviously. Well, I, I think you'd be uh, a ballsy man to do so. Uh, people might let him slip past three. I'll tell you, if you're at four or five and you can get James Tedesco in your draft next year, I think that is an unbelievable get. That is sensational for you. You should be absolutely stoked with that. I assume that in 80% of competitions, he will go pick number three. If he doesn't go pick number three, you've probably got a Rabbitohs supporter at number three, or you've got a complete and utter fucking moron sitting at number three. Or someone's gone him early for no apparent reason, which I don't really understand either. I'm not sure if anyone has ever been a clearer number three pick than James Tedesco. People might still get worried off by the injuries of Tom Travojevic, but I think that's too far buried in the past. I think if you've got pick one and you've got the opportunity to grab him, you're essentially taking the opportunity to automatically win a premiership. So you have to go him. Nathan Cleary with the team he's playing in, the goal kicking, the running game and everything. I think you have to go Cleary. So Teddy, I think he's a standout number three. And I still think if you get him at number three, you can win this competition. It's going to depend on their draw. No doubt about it. If the Roosters have a soft draw on the run home, that is a huge win for James Tedesco. He will go fantastic there. You do have the risk of James Tedesco being rested at the back end of the season, depending on how it's playing out depending on where they're sitting I assume they're going to be locked into the top four come the last week so I can't see um, I can't see them be fighting out for a top four spot or a top eight spot in the last week I think they will be locked in if they have just a half decent injury run and Teddy is on the field Radley is on the field Luke Keery's on the field it could be absolutely anything for James Tedesco as I said I've got him pinned for a 90 average next year but if it's 95 to 100 I would not be shocked at all all. Not in the slightest. I think Teddy's a really good pick heading into season 2022 of your Supercoach draft competition. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.